I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. The Premier View Tipperary GAA podcast has just got its very first sponsor. The podcast is now proudly sponsored by MerchMonster.ie. On MerchMonster.ie, you can buy personalized hoodies, T-shirts, polo shirts, personalized snood face coverings, and a whole lot more. They've even got a product personalizer over on their website. Go over there and check it out now. They deal in one-off orders and also in bulk orders, class hoodies, team and work polo shirts, and everything else in between. Go over there and check them out now. It's MerchMonster.ie. Now let's get back to this week's show. Hello and welcome to episode 63 of the Premier View Tipperary GA podcast. Uh, this weekend sees the four county finals in the four competitions in Cena Hurland, Intermediate Hurland, James Arene, and the Junior A Hurland final. Um, I'm joined this week by Tumi Varas, Andy Tracy, and for the Sarsfields, Sean Smith, as he sits very smug as the Sars in his uh, We Won 37 t shirt. Uh, they, they have them printed already. Uh, but um, lads, you're very welcome. Uh, well, big weekend ahead. Yeah, right. Weekend, weekend uh, before, yeah. 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 Uh, so lads, look, we'll go straight into Den Breen final is on on Sunday. Sars and Lockmore. Sars are going for number thirty-seven. They've thirty-six won last in twenty seventeen. Lost ten finals, but haven't lost the final since two thousand and three. Eight wins in a row. Lockmore have won three, lost four. Of course, lost agonizingly in the last minute last year to Killadang in 2020. Their last win was in 2013. Um, the sides met once in 2014. Sars won a 2-22 to 3-11. Uh, quite an easy victory. But 
that will count for nothing going into this weekend. Uh, Lahore obviously on a high in the after getting to um, the football final last week and a good win in the in the hurling the week before. Um, how do you think they will go uh, going into this weekend? Yeah, well, they, they won't be lacking for motivation anyway after last year. Um, and to be fair to them, they, they won't be lacking for energy either. They seem to really just have it down to the way way to approach these matches in the in the lead up to them. Like they're obviously have to recovery on point. They know exactly what to do because just they're doing it for a long time now, having to juggle the two. Um, it's going to be very hard for them. You could like there's no real um. There's no real honour in sport, like just because they're getting to these finals doesn't mean they're automatically going to win one. And they have two very tough matches to win a county final again this year. Um, it's it's a tough one to call now, looking at it from the outside. But uh, all all my money would be on it being a only a one, two, three point game either direction. Very good, Sean. Um, Sarah's go into it. Um, after having a very good campaign, uh, mid and county championship. Uh, you must be very confident going into the into the final. Um, yeah, to be fair, this year kind of our team took a different dynamic, maybe than other years, and we're kind of seeing the fruits of now. But sure, it's no good celebrating anything till you bring Dan home, like you know. But we know a lot more too well over the years. We played it more times. That me game, you wouldn't read much into it. The final quarter, we just kind of drove on there, and the game was over. And it's playing Holy Cross and compared to stadium, it's their A and B difference altogether. Like. It's going to come down to whether we can, if we go behind like against Glangon or go level, that we can come back and show something steel. Like, you know, it's great to kind of see that stuff. But younger lads, Paddy Creed and them getting the point at the end, you know, it was him popping over. And that was something else to kind of moment never forget for a long time. But it'll be then the old lads will stand up, Park and Ronan, like Lockmore can't leave them hit ball after ball again. You just can't. Like, but we say this every week, don't we? And they still do it. I don't know how they get away with it. Like, and Another major point there, will Brian McGrath play for Lockmore? Tom Broke and Lad Saint's going to strap to the fucking hurley. Like, I don't know. He's going to catch ball only. Someone else told me. I was like, how can you have Lad hand passing the ball? I don't know. Like, what do you think there, Brian's story? Um, yeah, I mean, obviously, we, we've heard that he broke his thumb, and, and I suppose that's a lot more serious than, than a broken finger. But I mean, there was talk that they were going to chance him two weekends ago in the semi final. So if that talk was around and whether there was any truth in the not, I would imagine he would line out this weekend. I couldn't see any any option for Lockmore but to but to start him. And yeah, I think he'll play, he'll start and he'll be fine. He won't be a strap on the hurl year. If he's sore, he might get an injection into him. I have seen him start on it. Yeah. Was it, was, it a cl- was it a clean break or a hairline fracture? There'd like to be a big difference between you know the recovery time of them. If it's a hairline fracture, you could Strap it up and just get a pain killing injection or something that gets you through the match. But it's very it's hard. It's not more. You're very, they're very cute. Tell you nothing. <laughs> to tell you nothing. Yeah. But sure, if they were going to chance him two weeks ago, you'd imagine. Yeah. Yeah. Two week, two weeks is plenty long enough to get a good bit of recovery into it. But like they, they'll need him if they're going to win the match. They, they, you know, they done savagely well to win the last day without him. Um, but he's he's a big player for me. He's playing farewell all year, so. It, it, it's a him. huge psychological boost to lot more. Going into the final, if if Brian is to line out, isn't it? I mean, yeah. they they played very well in the semi final. They know they can play without him, but to have him back and line out would be a huge boost. Massive boost. You can't you can't face into these finals missing some of your best players, especially against the Turles team that are very strong on paper. Um, looks like they've 
as 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 everyone in the county is saying, lads, uh, there, there's some club like in fairness to them, uh, but, <laughs> but like in fairness, they they, they very rarely um, get hung up on the things they can't control, and they just go out and play the games. Um, uh, I I don't know what Sean thinks, but I, I think this is going to be savagely tight. Um, is 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 their game plan going to be set up on looking at Kildang in the last day, just lumping ball? Down on top of run and party, it can't be done. You're going to have to do something different. Um, they just played into their hands. Um, John McGrath, you pull him out further out the field to bring Ronan out the field. Um, there's a few different matchups in the game. It'll be it'll be interesting. Yeah, I suppose. Look, the one thing about Lockmore is that, that that certainly isn't what they're going to do. They're not they're not long ball merchants. They'll play it through the lines. As we saw, John McGrath is probably the form club hurler in tip at the moment, 112 out of 118 last week and seemed, and seemed to be everywhere. It kind of plays what centre forward and, and you, could, you could find him in, anywhere. That battle, the battle of the brothers, Sean, would say you Paddy and, and Ronan who are hurling out of their skin um, in the two pivotal positions for the Slayers and then you have um, John and Noel in the forwards for... Do you see... I, I, I know you said before there's no point in man marking Noel McGrath because he can pop up anywhere, but... John McGrath, does he need to have Ronan beside him or does Ronan do his own thing at, at centre back? It's hard to know what our lads will do, like, but like I wouldn't go to Sturban Power and Ronan a three and six there. Um we have other backs there. We have Jack Dory, Paul Mayer, Joseph Ryan, DC. There's lads there that can do a job if they have to get on the man. And like it's with John McGrath, he likes against Borussia, he just went out and gets involved in the game. Like he just does the way he wants, like and He's so skillful. Even if our mark can get, get around, winning free, dictating the game, pops up. Like, but even if you have someone on him, like, are you going to cut it with Rowan and following him around into corner back position, like, you know, or wing forward position they're in the field? Like, are we kind of losing our shape there as much? So, like, we have 15 players in the field that any of them today could do a job on John, but I say this could be a fluent game or hurling where both teams just go held for later at. And you know, there may be, it'll be take our scoring. If we can score this, we'll try and outscore you. But, Again, with Noel as well. Noel is the kind of player that floats around. Like, I've the mind over the years when he played Lockmore, he could have anyone picking him up. And you know, he's had some great games. We've marked him well in some games, but it's kind of on the day then. But then they're probably thinking the opposite of our marquee kind of players. Like, they put someone on, like, stand on Rowan. They can't be Rowan and stand there either on his own either. Like, it's, it's, um, it's, very, it's very rarely done anymore that the centre back has to follow anyone, yeah, isn't no. it? Yeah. And any team, it's 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 a rare thing. And look, there's definitely logic to it, not only for covering the, f- the full back line, but Ronan like distributes the ball. He's he's crazy good at distributing the ball. Yeah. Now one thing one thing he's gonna have to clean up is those Ratty those shooting. long range. Oh, the shooting the last day, like it was crazy. Like he, the, the management team must be pulling their hair out. Like, um, but it's funny he got after three or four wides, he steadied up for one or two, and then near the end, and he put them over. I think. Maybe if he had a bit more composure hitting them. Yeah, the one the one he got was a hugely important score because mm. they were coming back into it and he nailed it. Like I mean, mm. obviously that's I suppose a big big game player type of thing, you know, to, to nail mm. the one you have to you have to nail. But I mean, he did, and it was because it was from inside his own sixty five. It was it was a cracker of a score. But it, the other, we, like leaving aside the McGraths or or the two McGrath brothers for now, the other uh, Lockmore forwards uh, in the. Liam Tracy, Liam McGrath, Kieran Connolly. Connolly is an interesting one. 
Sean spoke about shape and, and the stars maybe getting pulled out of shape, but Connolly and John McGrath, if they both pull out into the middle of the field, do either whether it's Jack Derby or David Corbett follow Connolly out? Because if Connolly can get on the ball and moving, he creates space for, for the other guys. Do you follow him and try to try to stop him hurling? Or does does Corbett or, or Derby sit back and try and keep that shape, the back six in in in, in, in the two banks of three, I suppose? Yeah, well, I, I'd always be an advocate for keeping the backs in shape and looking for the half forwards and midfield to do the dog work. Um, it's hard to keep keep up with Connolly. Jeez, he's, he's as fit as a hound, like, and, and he's playing great stuff. I, I like the balance that Cyrus have in midfield there at the minute, though, with, um, with the two the two Cattles there that are playing right well this year. And Mikey was Mikey was very good the last day. He was coming up and down the pitch, uh, linking up play very well, just doing the simple things well. Um but I don't think he'd be able to keep up with Connolly. So is Stephen Cattle that type of player as well? Would he be able to keep tabs on him? I don't think so. So maybe a bit of a dilemma there. A bit of a dilemma there for Sars, but they'll come up with something. I'm sure they will. But I mean, like the, the two midfielders for Lockmore, like the Sars, two, the two Cattles will be will have their, their hands full with, with them two guys. So yeah, as you said, it, it might be on the likes of maybe Pab or Aidan McCormick or someone that needs to, to come out into that midfield space. Um, that probably wouldn't suit the Sarah Sean um, to be drawn out there half forwards to kind of pick up the likes of Conley or, or McGray in, in around the middle of the field. No, he wouldn't because our half forward line pitch this year depending on a lot of breaks from inside, busting onto the balls. Like, so if you've Padwork, Ray, and McCormick, or Connor Stakes, for example, on our own half back line, they're not game winning the break off Paddy and Dennis at the other end. Like, you know, um, one thing I noticed the other day when Lockmore came Boris, like Lockmore, we only have two forwards in. Side the 65 one point in the game. They're roaming out. And they're not adversity back saying, look, not lost to what to do, but we will go out, we will not go out. But that was in the first half and they were dominating. So it wasn't a panic station with them to move. You know, their game plan was working. It's just in the second half when the players are getting sucked out the field where they are caught then with like more getting over the top of them then. So it's tactics. It's a county final. It's going to be taxable. Like it's going to play out, you know, after a few minutes, like how this is going to go and go or the first two balls to go into the backs or the way lads line out, but a lot more. All their players on their field, they could line out on your right. They could play in any position. You know, like, like John McGrath down for corner forward or every home player, like Liam Trassi would probably be inside, Red Connolly maybe, and then you'd probably Liam McGrath outside him. That could be kind of their main three forwards and Kieran Nolan and John be going where they want to kind of speak. Would you be Would you be a bit worried, Sean, if the plan A doesn't work? Because it seems to have worked all year with the balls into the two boys. If, if that's not working, do you think you'll be in a bit of trouble or will there be something else to be done? There is options there. Like, all the forwards have scored. There's no problems there. Like, it's just, when something's working, why fix it? Like, you know, why, why change? Like, you know, but if it isn't working, you can't put balls through the lines. Like, you know, Stephen Cadder and Connor Sakelman, it's Aiden and Power, excellent ball players, and are, even our half back line to score. And then, like, you have to look at Billy Command last day. He's not rushing to come off the bench if you have to spring something with a ball winning force and half forward line. There's no problem there as well, and Cotton Maloney as well, maybe on midfield or half back line as well. Mm. Yeah, the, the, the other, I suppose, moving to the other side of the field, then, I suppose the same question in, the, um, in reverse Dennison and Paddy in the full forward line for Paddy, Dennis Maher and Paddy Creedon. Dennis seems to be a, the, the target man, and as you said, they, they could lump all in on, in, in on top of him, and Paddy's and Pab Bork and McCormack are all picking up scraps and getting on ball and, and so on. You, obviously, Joey Hennessy is full back for Lockmore. He's he's a big, strong man. He won't he won't stand back from any battle with either of the two of them. 
But do Lockmore need to drop a John Maher back to, to, to mark maybe Paddy Creedon if 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 they're would say if they're in trouble in, in the full back line? Yeah, it could be an option during the game. Look, you won't you wouldn't start that way. It's John Maher's is important to Lockmore there in that pocket as Ronan is for Sars. So you don't want to be taking him out of that area if you don't have to. But yeah, Joey, Joey Hennessy, maybe Willie Eviston back there. Like they're they're seriously dogged defenders, like they will they won't be shying back from anything. Um, it's going to be just an effort of stopping and winning that primary possession first and hoping John Maher and them can come back, filter back and pick up the breaks. But Sean was saying that the, Her- the Sarahs have forward line. They're kind of living off that breaking ball as well. So it's it's hard to know how to approach it. But I, I'd be leaving John Maher where he is. And look, he's been playing well in that role all year, coming back and covering up the, the full back line and, and sweeping up that ball. And, He's, he's as good at distributing the ball as Ronan is as well. He's playing right good stuff. So, no, I don't. I, I, it's an option maybe as the game is going on, but I, I believe in John where he is. Yeah, you, you spoke about plan A there for, for the Sayers, but did we see a touch of what possibly is plan B for the Sayers towards the end of the semi final? Paddy Creedon came out the field, I suppose, his last point, especially, which I thought was a brilliant point, where he got that maybe 65, 70 yards from the goal and it's. It was a position we really hadn't seen him in, in in the other championship games that he that he drift out the field like he had an exceptional game. I mean, he scored five points from play and it's terrific shooting for a nineteen year old. But is that is that what maybe Sars are going to develop into a plan B to change in between plan A and plan B? I don't know if it was an intentional. Well, it was an intentional switch, but that, it's all well and good doing that when you're winning the game and you're looking to shore it up. And I think Paddy was just dropping back as an extra body, but. You're chasing the game and you're trying to develop that on the day. It can be, you know, it can be tough. Like, um, I don't know if <laughs> they'll be hoping that won't that won't come to come to a head where they'll have to change anything. Um, it's it's been working well for them all year, really. Um, even at stages there when Killadangan kind of got on top for ten or fifteen minutes there, they still they still persisted with it and um, it paid off for them in the finish. But I I, I can't see that being um. Can't see too many changes if they're losing the game. Like it'll be hard to switch the way you're playing. Um, after all that time playing in the championship. Yeah, um, t- two positions I suppose um, on the field which which are hugely important. One team has struggled hugely with it over the last number of years. The other has a man. I heard, saw a stat during the week. Paddy McCormack has not since he got into the goal in 2005. Sean, and correct me if I'm wrong. He has never missed a game. A championship game for the Sayers in what is now 16 years. Would that be correct? Would have been injured on one. I'm not too sure, but Liam, I don't know who would be the man for that now, to be honest, but he won't be far off. Like, I can't think of a time when I don't, well, off among him, the blood stuff, but I can't think of a time when our interme- intermediate goal, you have to step in, like, to be honest. That's kind of the way I'd look at. Yeah, uh, um, like a hugely important position. They have that stability there going back to 2005. It, mm. it, it really stands, stands to them mm. and to the backs. Whereas on the other end, in, in the um, Aidan McGrath's in the goal for for Lockmore, his first year there, there they've had David David uh, Kendi did a couple of years there. Evan Sweeney did a year. You know they've they've chopped and changed. <coughs> now McGrath has done seriously well for Lockmore this year. His his distribution is excellent. But is that an, an area that maybe Sayers might try to capitalize on? Land a few balls in around the square, see how he deals with them. Yeah, I think so. Was, was did he drop a ball into the, in the mid final, or am I, am I forgetting it? 
he did, yeah. He did, yeah. Um, Made up with them with saves of the top drawer, yeah, then, you know. Yeah, no, Aiden's a right good hurler, in fairness to them, and but it can be difficult to switch into the goals, like when the pressure's on, like, you know, it can really, uh, <laughs> it can really be difficult for a lad when he's not used to it. Um, but uh, like in the performances he's produced so far, well, aside from the mid-final, he's been fairly solid. Um, his puckouts are, are excellent, like um, really on the money. Um, maybe his shot stopping might be something where you could exploit him, but as John said, he made a few good saves after dropping that ball into the net, but um, it's unreal the way that they're still winning matches with outfield players playing in the goals. Like We have that problem in two, and we've been Trying to trying to change outfield players into goalies and it's it's not really been working out for very well for us over the years, and it just goes to show the importance of a uh, developing a goalkeeper from underage and just having him there to come up to the come up to the senior level. And stars are blessed with uh with McCormick there is he's yeah. been a great servant. But like more well like more there they're not getting they're not letting the shots get at Aiden like you know he can mm, have a goalie yeah. them like with Aiden and sort of even he summoned when the half back or maybe their full back line have the possession. He's running 30 yards left to right of him for the, for the pass-off, you know, and he knows yeah. straight away when he gets the ball what way it's going, like. Um, and the backs in front of him are not letting shots in. Like, you can... Lads and Torres go out saying, just power work and make some goal or these as, you know, down the line that they're good hands and that, that if you have enough backs in front to yeah. save a couple of shots, yeah. we're not expected to save the one-on-one bullets, to be honest, you know. Outfield players, the likes of Aidan McGrath when he was playing the half-back line, obviously his distribution was going to be good. Mm. But it can be just... a. Uh, the transition of stopping shots like if yeah. you're not doing it over time over a space of a couple of years you know there's a specific way to, to line up for a shot when you're getting ready to save it and you know it, it can be hard to learn um i'd say if sires get a few sniffs at goal it, it might be more challenging him right yeah, yeah um yeah very good so that game is on sunday uh 3 15 it's live on tg4 i think um uh, in the stadium uh sean or in the will Sean be will Sean thirty six become Sean thirty seven or will Marty Ryan be blown up our Twitter feeds with <laughs> with Lockmore and Everbish um, on, on Sunday evening? Um, I think I'll have to mute the WhatsApp group after Sunday. I'd say, <laughs> I'd say it could be thirty seven. All right. Um, I think just stars when they get to finals, where they're playing two back 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 in the day, they're going yeah. to win them. Um, and as I was saying to Sean after the match the other day. Um, winning that match against Kildangan is like gold does to them winning a tight battle in a very tight match against a good team it, ha- it, it doesn't happen they don't win dirty too often Sarah's, and it's, it's going to stand them I think on the day I just say that this is my third year or my third county final in a row on the podcast and the previous two we have not tipped the winner by the way. <laughs> we tipped That's Kildangan what... <laughs> in 2019 we tipped Lockmore last year that's what I'm hoping for, Mike. John, <laughs> Sean Smith, have you the day booked off Monday and probably Tuesday as well? Yeah. Oh, mute, the, mute that WhatsApp group. Wednesday. Wednesday. I know, I might go back then. Should we are John was hard to celebrate. So I'll know, to be honest. Well, whatever, it has the makings of a cracker, lads, on, on Sunday. And, I, and I, it's one certainly to look forward to. Before the Dan Breen final on Sunday is the Seamus Arene final. Um, uh, probably the prize for this is after going up um, a thousand percent in the last two days um, <laughs> with, with what happened at, at the county board meeting. But yeah. um, two of the farm teams, I suppose, in Seamus Arene, Templederry and uh, Killinall, uh, 
uh, face off for for with the winner going up to senior. I suppose is the is, is the word now. Both of them had, um, I suppose, they slipped up maybe uh, in the earlier rounds. Uh, Temple Derry with Silver Mines, um, Killinall with the Tracys. Sean Ryan is probably the form hurler at this level, and possibly, uh, certainly, a player that, that Colin Bonner needs to look at in, in um, over the next couple of weeks um, with what was announced today. But uh, he terrorized, uh, and I think you might have been at this match. He terrorized Cashel, I think, um, in, in the semi final. Uh, the game was over after 15 or 20 minutes, and I think he, he was he, he was just outstanding. Um, will Killinall be able to to hold the, the threat of, of Sean Ryan in this final at the weekend? It's going to be very hard, Mike. He's like he's playing some ridiculous hurling at the minute. Um, and in fairness, it's not just him producing the goods. Mm-hmm. The, the, the game is their forward play is based around Sean, around his movement inside. So when their half forward line gets the ball and they're not in scoring range, they're looking for Sean on the run in the two corners, and he makes himself available all the time, and his first touch is impeccable. Um, and he's really added that um, that scoring threat as well over the last couple of years. And It's going to be very hard for Kilnall to, to nullify that. They'll have to win the battle outfield and just stop the primary possession going in there, because mm. if enough ball goes into him, he's going to do massive damage, and that's something they're going to have to look at. Yeah, they would have two very good defenders, I suppose, in Mouse Dwyer and, and mm. Killian. Do one mm. of them drop back to, to, to put the, the the handcuffs on him? Yeah, that'll be my that'll be my thinking that they're gonna have to drop a defender back there. Um maybe maybe start Killian on him and put drop Mouse back to cover the space there. But as I say, if they don't win that battle out field, uh, there's gonna be no, no stopping the ball going into him. Yeah. Um and to be fair. Jesus, they're not a one-man forward line either. Jesus, they've Gary Ryan, Ian Murray, Adrian Ryan. Yeah, well. Jesus, like they're top quality forwards to be dealing with as well. So, yeah, Gary um, got a goal the last day, I think, didn't he? And and yeah. Hull well. I mean, he, yeah. he's a huge addition um, at, at this level, isn't he? I mean, oh, well, no, he's yeah. not. He's, he's by no means an old old guy. He's probably oh. in his mid thirties, is he? Oh yeah, he is. I'm sure, he was. Was he under twenty-one in two thousand and eight or nine? Yeah, uh, two thousand eight, I think so. Um. Gar has developed his game a lot. He's starting that forward line, but he's dropping out the field and he's one of the lads delivering the sweet ball into Sean Ryan. Um, yeah. Himself and Anna Murray have been playing really well in that role. Like, and just I think there's something different about Temple Derry this year as opposed to previous years. I think I think there's more bite in them. I think they're more better organised. I think Cormac McGrath has done a serious job with them. They just, they're just well tuned into what they have to do in the game plan. And look, they've, they've quality players to back it up. The game yeah. plan's all well and good, but if you don't have the players to to um, produce the goods, uh, it's not much good. But it's like they have quality all over the pitch. So, yeah, speaking of quality, Sean, um, there's certainly quality on the Killinall side. Bubbles is their main man. He was excellent in the semi final against Marys. He, he, he came up against that Mary side in the quarter final, and, and they were undone by Killinall by two points in the, in the semi final, two or three points. Um, Mary's weren't bad, and and as we had said previous to that match, anything can happen when two sides, two south sides meet each other. But Kilnall got over that hurdle, and they they'll want to get up. And I suppose it, it's very important for the south division that Kilnall win as well, because without them, they don't have a Dan Breen divisional competition. So it, it, kind of the pressure is is maybe ratcheted up a little bit on Kilnall. Yeah, for sure. Like and the pressure on Kilnall this year, last number of years, temporary were the kind of team in this. Great favourites, and this year they're kind of gone about quietly. Um, 
you can all talk about killing all here, lads, on town. Just like killing all done for this to get up. And, but like, I think it's going to for that again. You said Bo was there. It's about Bo was like, if Bo was going to score Sean Ryan there, which that's going to be a hard feat. But, you know, but then you've, their backs then, like Jimmy Feen is there as well. And, you know, most of as you mentioned, they have quality kind of players there. Maybe lacking one or two more forwards. Borg is inside, all right, you know that. But like, they're depending a lot on Bowles, but he's a player on his day like John McGrath that can just produce the goods like and but then temporary going to have plans for him because they know if they can curtail Bowles they'll be in with every chance here in this game for sure. Yeah. I, 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 I don't see too many killing all matches, but is it fair to say that Bowles doesn't produce it as much as he does for tip for killing all in the big matches? Um he tends to be quiet enough, doesn't he? And what I've seen over the years, yeah, with, he didn't pop up with scores, but you need him, you need him to pop up with three or four more again this weekend. Yeah, yeah you need him to really produce it. Does, does the fact that Killinall have played in the stadium already this year, will that help them going into this game? Um, like they, they had their quarterfinal on the Friday night against, or their mm. preliminary quarterfinal against Lockmore. Will that be, will, they'll, they'll know the run of the place, they'll probably know where, where they're going. Um, Whereas I, it's probably a couple of years since Temple Derry played in the stadium. Maybe a lot of their young lads, a lot of their young lads would never have played there before. Yeah, that's fair enough. I think I think the last time they got to the county semi final, five or six years ago, was it? Um, yeah, so it'll be have been a long time, but obviously they have a lot of lads that have played for Tipperary over the years, so yeah. there'll be plenty of experience for them going into it. Um, I don't, I don't, I wouldn't read too much into it. Not to be honest, a lot of those lads. <laughs> the space is probably going to suit Temple Derry more than anything, so I think that'll be delighted to see to be in there. Um, big occasion, obviously. Look, we've seen with Temple Derry sometimes they haven't produced it on the big day, but I think there's something different this year. I think they're they're a different animal this year, and I I, I think they'll be ready for it. Sean Hendon, and or who who do you think is going to win it? I think Temple Derry. Um, I just think they're just doing right this year. No hollow blue about them. Like, you know, Sean Ryan's going to town, but they're just doing it right. Kilnall are probably going in his favour, say, resume. So I'd tip Templary here by maybe two points is all of even. And are uh, you sticking with your North bias? <laughs> I, I am, yeah. I, well, <laughs> I, I think if the weather is anyway decent, I think Templary should win it with a good bit to spare. There's too many scoring forwards in comparison to Kilnall. If, if Bobbles is held, you know, you're taking a massive scoring. Um, Scoring threat out of the game, like the Michael Doyle is still very important to him as well, obviously. And mm-hmm. Owen Barry's a decent hurdle as well. But uh, Temple Derry, like on paper and the way they're hurling this year, they should be should be winning that. Very good. Saturday then sees the other two um, county finals: Mine Temple Two and Kilchilin in the intermediate. Um, in the a very intriguing game, I suppose you, you county players on both sides. Um, the, Garoda Connor and Connor Bow on, on the mine side, you Mark Yo and the Matters on, on the Kilgillan side. This this is a game that could go either way, isn't it? Both both they've been the form sides of of um of the intermediate championship. They have, yeah, definitely. Um mine are hurling right well and they've been they've been knocking on the door intermediate for a good while now. Um similar enough to Temple Area in the last few years, probably haven't been getting the job done when it's getting down to the the nitty gritty of semi finals and finals. Um, but obviously, they have a lot of young players that have, to have, have matured a good bit this year in the championship. When, when you have the likes of Garrod O'Connor and Connor Bow, 
and uh, the chap of the butler is there. Our draw, Liam Butler, yeah. Liam Butler. Um, she sets the guts of a very good forward line. Like it can only, t- it can only take one or two very good forwards. I did the intermediate grade to, to make a very good team, and they've they've a handful there. So, um, for Kilsheelan, I, I know that they've been putting in a lot of effort into the hurling this year, more so than other years, and. You save talent as well, don't they? With the Mahers and the Kios and, and Mark Stokes is there. And, and Mark Stokes. Um, yeah. the, it's going to be in keeping with the intermediate grade in general. I think it's it's very hard to call these games on the day. And um, geez, I couldn't call that one to be honest with you. Yeah. Um, Sean, what do you what do you make of it? Have you seen mine in the in the mid championship um, over over the last twelve months? Yeah, I saw mine once this year. They are like. Connor Bowen grow kind of matured immensely there to be honest over less than years. Um then they're putting in the old lads out like if Tossie Hamlin centre back, he knows this game instead of he's been around the block. Um then you've like Damon Ford there in corner forward, he's played a mine since I've known minor played him at an intermediate level. Jason Borger being the other car as well. So they are they've mature lads around them, younger lads, and I just a game I don't I couldn't call this. This is like we've mine who we always say at the start of every year on the pod are always fair to intermediate, which they are by wordy. What they're doing over the last number of years. Kishin Lish are kind of surprise package, but when you look at their players, you'd see why. Um, and they're pulling it together. So I couldn't call this. I'd say it could be a cracker of a game, but yeah. trying to call now is in the call a draw. In the idea that mine are knocking around there for six or seven years, but and like Connor Bowen and, and Grow Connor are only 21, you know, they they're not they're by no means yeah. old old lads, you know, so they so they're young, but in the semi-final against against Kickham's, Connor Bow actually played midfield, uh, which was which was a strange move in my opinion, having him so far out from the goal. And then Garoda O'Connor, Now it's it's probably a tactical thing where he where he he kind of runs out left or right for puck outs. But if he's free, obviously Paul Maher will ping it to him. But he's pulling the centre back out of out of position all the time because you're so focused on on him being being that good player, and he's opening it up for mm. for Lee, for Liam Butler inside. Then isn't he? It's a great move. Like it's a great when you t- think about your head what they're doing. It's great. Like you can't leave Garoda Connor run these balls on his own. You have to follow him. Like and that's creating the space then and the overlap of Connor ball running inside into that space then as well. Butler coming out. You know it is. It's a game plan. Is like if you have Connor ball around the field, he's all yeah. We played more the years always in Carnival, but he comes out. He'll come win his ball. He could come far there to win a puck up. Like you know. He's that kind of player and has the power. He's gone even physically in the past number of years. He's gone big and strong. And he's still a young chap. Like, as yeah. Hearn's always been good. Yeah. F- physically, this is where, if it comes down to a physical battle, you'd imagine Kilsheelan should have the, the nod over them. Um, mm. Now, obviously, the two boys we mentioned have bulked up by virtue of being on a county panel. But you, when you look at the Kilsheelan nine out, I think they, they might have had 11 county players in both codes over the last couple of years. So, I mean, their strength and condition is going to be top-notch in there, isn't it? And O'Connor probably wouldn't have come up against a centre-back as strong as Paul Maher all through this championship. No, they're going to be seriously fit. And it's, um, it's just with these soul clubs that they're, they're very hard to pin down and they're, they're, yeah. they're as fit as dogs. And it, it does come from the football as well. There's no question about that. But there, 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 there's so many good hurlers in the team as well, you know. And Bill Maher there as well, like... Um, yeah. Barry Kyo's and hurling right well with Mark Kyo and you know they've great options there. If it comes in comes down to a dogfight, it'd be hard to see Pascal Sheelan. Um, but like geez, when you've Connor Bow and Gorod O'Connor, like Connor Bow, 
that I, I think he's the second coming of Owen Kelly. I said that a few weeks ago. Like I, he's a class player, and there's always a good option there if he's not working out midfield. The tactic just to throw him in full forward. Like you cause awful hassle in there. So yeah. you can fall down on either side here. But um, I'm not going to call it as a draw, Sean. Stop, stop slagging me. <laughs> um, just just before we move off it, Mark Yo, obviously he's been on the county panel two or three years now and he's hurling so well with, with UCC, kind of highlight real stuff with, with, with UCC. Kilgillan will need him, and, and I suppose as a county, we would love to see him drag Kilgillan over the line. You know, it'll probably come down to which one of the county players hurls better, I suppose, if we want it. It can be that case at this level. Um yeah. Like there's more, in fairness, there's more than him, more than the two of them on the pitch. But when, when at the end of the day, matches are won and lost with scores going over the bar, um, and these lads are going to have to be at their peak for their teams to win. Yeah. There's no question about it. If one of them has an off day, like the the odds swing immensely in the other direction. So, um, it'll be interesting to see um how they go. We we're hanging our hat on Marco now. Yeah. He's 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 on the panel a long time now. And we're expecting him to make another step up for Tip. So. If he's going to be making that step up, he has to be playing well in these games. Like, yeah, yeah, sure does. Uh, Sean is going for a draw in the. Which side are you coming down on? I think Clashilan to nick it by just a point or two. Oh. Just in the end in a dog fight, yeah. Very good. The the fourth final, um, and and no less important for the teams involved is uh, the Junior A finals. He's Skeheen Arinki from the south and Holy Cross who were in their second final in a row. Um, going head to head, Holy Cross lost with a kind of a whatever last minute goal or, or certainly Mikey Dwyer's goal in, in final only what four months ago now. So they'll, they'll still be hurting from that. Uh, Skihin have been knocking around the Junior A quarter final, semi final over the last number of years. Eventually got to a final. It would be great, I suppose, for them to see them come up. But um, I, I won't lie, it's not something I, I know a, a huge deal about either of these two teams, but I know there's a huge amount of of um, experience in the Holy Cross team. Any of you have any info on them? Yeah, Holy yeah. Cross bit us in the mid-final or the mid, it was a mid-game there. Um, we started like, when, I think we went 12 points up. We were like, geez, what's going on here? We're destroying them and then we lost by five or six. They just battered us for the second, ter- second third of the fourth quarter. Um, Jack Skane is our own centre forward. He was phenomenal. The power of him. Most comfortable place senior was there. Steve Ryan was centre back. They have these names that have been around the block. Um, had the wires cornerback. So like they have the players um to produce it. But like we just had a game plan. The first few minutes went over the top and put direct ball in and it worked with a few nippy forwards. But then they just tightened up and then it was only one way train. Then to be honest, it's funny you said that. I was at the semi final, Sean, and that is exactly what happened. Nina, there was a fair win there, now, but Nina were winning ten four at half time, hmm. and Holy Cross. <laughs> they couldn't get their hand on the ball. They were fumbling the ball all over the place. They were getting battered. Second half, they came out and they absolutely blitzed Nina. Yeah, there's, some, there's some size of a team, Sean. Yeah. They're, they're massive. They have some seriously big men all over the field. Padwire was sweeping on the day. I don't know if that was a tactic just for the weather, but um, he was sweeping and he, he cleaned up ball all day. And I think there's the two the ones there, Jamie Lee and who's the other fella. Um can't think of his name, but um, they're hurling right well, and they've a lot of scoring forwards there as well. Um, look to be getting the back-to-back county finals. You're going to have to have good players there, and Jesus, they're, they're, at this time of the year, big men, they're they're worth a couple of points at the end. They've there's savagely big lads all over the pitch. They kind of look like when it came out, tugged out against those, looked like a senior team here. The size, the size of some of the lads. Just yeah, I think they're looking and going, Jesus, you know the way. Huge, yeah. 
they brought on they brought on a lot of full forward there, and I, 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 he's absolutely gargantuan big. Donica um, Duggan, though, as Donica Duggan, he will throw himself around, he will cause more hassle. Jeez. Huge, yeah. They, yeah, they're just a, they're a ver- like at this time of the year, you're going to be dogging more than hurling. Like, yeah, he, he's been starting up along, you know, he does come on and yeah. he goes in for forward, and he'll cause a full back nightmare. If you've led with 10 left and this side come top of you, you're like, oh, fuck this, like, yeah. you know, yeah. yeah, they're a good team, in fairness, at this level. To be getting to- you're on mute, um. As um, Holy Cross won't want to um to to lose two two uh, finals in in four months, Sean. It'll be um, it'll be a, that'll be a motivating factor for them, won't it? But I mean, Skeen are not going to give this up uh, handy either. No, they're not. And like just kind of looking at draw so far, I think Holy Cross probably came through the tougher side of it, maybe. Um, you know, but then Skeen Rinka, you said have been around there. They know it's tough this level. The first time out there, like this will be. It's a junior county final. There's no junior county final handling when it, the Holy Cross will be remembering the other ones, the lost and a lot of this team. Now, this could be a lot more coming. Like Steve Ryan has been on the blocks, like come finishing off their centre back with his team. Could be a kind of position for him, to be honest. Yeah. See it out. Call it. Like, I, I have no knowledge of skiing or inky whatsoever, but uh, like Holy Cross, they've been in county finals recently as well. so Maybe maybe I'll go for, for Skaheen. I'd like to see another first team winning county final. I think it's always good to see. So, yeah, maybe Skaheen by a couple of points. I just go on with Holy Cross and what I've seen from so far the teams they've beaten. So, Holy Cross myself by a point or two as well. But it'll be tough. I think it could be kind of game where Skaheen Rink start strong. But Holy Cross have ways of finishing these games and dominate second halves. Very good. So, that's our, our preview there of the four county finals coming up the weekend. Uh, big news coming out of Tip this uh, only this morning. That's uh, Colin Bonner is is bringing back the Miller Shield. Um, it's going to start on the weekend of the twentieth of November and run for for three weeks on a league basis. Uh, management teams were were announced, and and I think players are being lined up for for um for games. Uh, is this a good thing, lads? Is, uh... Miller's a rotten beer as well. Like, who calling the stat? <laughs> I'm very excited. I'm not going to lie. This is, yeah. uh, I don't know when the last time it was. Do you remember when it happened last, uh, Mike? No, I am. Um, I, I remember trial games and stuff going on um, in years gone by, kind of late 90s, uh, early 2000s. But I don't ever remember it being as defined as a West, North, South mid teams. You know, I, yeah. there were, there were mix, uh, mismatch of, of players. But I think the, the first 20 or 22, what would be perceived, County players are, are exempt from this, but everyone else mm-hmm. is fair game, I think. Yeah, it makes the most sense, doesn't it? But uh, yeah, as I said, very exciting. Like it's it's the next best thing to see in Tip Hurling, isn't it? And you know, it won't be just obviously look at Colin Bonner's pulling it together as a as a trial for him to look at players, but like the divisions, there's going to be a bit of pride in those in those divisions as well. They won't want to be beaten. Um so there might be a bit of caught about it as well. So it's only a good thing, I think. Um the, the... The four teams are going to wear the jerseys of their senior winners, um, which means uh, the West lads will all be wearing Canolty jerseys, the Mid lads Sarah's jerseys, the South um, wearing the, Kil- the Killinall jerseys, and the Tumivara lads wearing Killadangan jerseys. How is that going to go down? <laughs> Who's going to wash these jerseys now? The county board washing these. <laughs> this is going down as an expense. 
Jesus, it's it's our it's our task, lads, to wear those jerseys if they absolutely hate the clubs. <laughs> uh, a lot of a lot of lads there on social media this morning are kind of saying it's a step backwards. But like, what like if these this their games like all they're going to do otherwise is bring lads in to talk to Morris and run the shit of pop all their Ross feed like yeah like it's just, it's something different like kind of wanting to put a pack yeah. team together of players in them or managers in them divisions that know more about the local clubs as well and you know it's going down kind of back to the grassroots kind of asking them if they any players and like to be honest every player is going to get a fair chance like I know it's a look a draw in a match but you know put a hand up and give it a go like you're dead yeah. right Sean isn't, isn't it better than a lad getting invited onto the extended panel and going in training and, and knowing full well that he's not going to get a proper looking because it's a training session like yeah no it, it certainly is and it, it's, it's great and like you're going to have 80 players um. 80 potential players out showing their best, you know, and it's um and then you'll have the county champions will be out in, in, in the monster the monster competition. So there's going to be a lot of players hurling with a deep into the into the year and it, it can only be good. But it, it's a very shrewd move by Colin Bonner, in my opinion, in the um, I don't know whether you agree, but whether we find a player or don't find a player out of it, the public will certainly be on side with 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 this and um, opening up kind of trial games. Oh, definitely. It's like Christmas come early for me. Jeez, I can't wait for it. Um, he's very shrewd, Bonner, in fairness. Like, I don't think he's only doing it for that reason. I think there's obviously oh, no, logic no, to it. Oh, yeah, yeah. There's, there's obviously logic to it as well. But um, look, I'm sure they have well, a dozen, maybe and a dozen odd lads earmarked that they want to have a look at. And should look if they, if they get a look at one, two, three other lads that impress them and they come out of left field, all the better. Like, And you're going to see what lads are about when they're playing against quality herders as well. In the club game, you can be getting mismatches here with lads that aren't near the standard, but these lads are all going to be of a good level and probably would have played for tip underage at some stage. And so the competition is going to be better and you get a better idea of the lads' ability as well. Do, do the lads that are over these teams are, are, are well-known names. I mean, you, you look at the south or the, the mid, you've got Eamon Corcoran, Noel Morris, Gary Myrna involved. Willie Ryan, Tumi Vera, Seamus Hinsey, Killeran involved in the north. Um, Kenneth Brown there and, and Brendan Cagney with the, with the south and, and Ger O'Neill, Willie Ryan. Brendan Bonner then involved with the west. Uh, it just goes to show there's a lot of talent there um, coaching-wise and, and that hasn't been probably picked up by, by the county at, and, and they're going to be shown as well as for the for the players they're going to pick as well, aren't they? And, and in the long run, for underage teams with tip, it, it can be a good thing for them. Yeah, it's a good kind of way of... Sorry, no, you go on. It's a good way of doing, like, then maybe some players missed out. You're literally going scraping down, literally going down to the very beginning and starting again. Like, it's kind of something to look at otherwise. You're not expecting, like, Colin Bonner, to be honest, won't get to see every club play this year. Like, if he has gotten done it, fair play to him, like, you know, but... You're going back to the kind of scrap now and you named out lads there. They're well-respected people around the, around the county. They've managed clubs here and other cl- clubs in other counties. Like, and you're kind of lining them as well. And like for them, it's in their best importance well to put the best team together as well if they want to get into a kind of management career. You know, it look well if all of a sudden, Jay's the mid of brought five extra lads into the county panel. How did they pick them? Why haven't NAR picked them? You know? Yeah. Uh, it is a, it's certainly a good thing and I'm, I'm like in there I'm really looking forward to the game and it's something to be doing um, in, in, <laughs> yeah, in, yeah. in these uh, late into the year um, uh, the, another... the under 21 is on as well don't be, don't be 
Don't be going on about the under twenty one. Don't be one last one last hurrah with the under twenty one um, <laughs> this year. But the lesser than that, the better. Um, <laughs> the uh, another thing that's that uh, in the you were there as well the, the night in Torles. We, we played football in Torles there uh, two uh, ten days ago. The under twenties are in there. There was I think there was maybe forty or fifty lads in doing doing um, trials training with them, and I believe there's eighty or ninety of a of a training panel here at the moment. Is are we overdoing it um, with having lads in this early? Where like that was what the start of November, um, with under nineteen competition football still going on, the twenty one not started. Is that a good thing? Is it something that can be criticised, or do we just get on with it? I think it's a bit crazy to be honest. Um, look, you have whatever about the lads being on the panel, and they know they're going to be training later, early next year, later in the year, but. They were all doing hurling sessions there and you'd wonder what the benefit is at this time of the year going to do a hurling session like that. And maybe just put them on an SNC program. If you're bringing them in for collective gym training and stuff like that, this is the time of the year to be doing it. I, what's the, what's the, obviously they, they know better than me, they're the coaches, but what's the benefit of doing these hurling sessions at this time of the year so far out from playing matches? I just, for under 20s, I think it's a bit much. Yeah. What would you think, Sean? Or what you um, I think more going in line with St. Dean's are doing the gym work and the friend condition, you know, um, for half an hour, 40 minutes there, three evenings a week. You know, that may be more beneficial than in a field. Like in Dr. Morris there, if we used to go inside for our one or 15 mid-final and the four lads there, they're passing balls over and back. Like it's hard to know how, like, we're pretty wrong here. It may be beneficial, but just kind of watch you see, like, a four-seen under-19s going to a gym then above in the field. Um, there's plenty of ball work to do next year, like, get, oh. the strength, get the strength right first. Yeah, like, we're, we're after bringing in a split season, um, which, which means from the 1st of January to the 31st of July, more or less, club action is, is gone. And here we see in the, whatever, the four or five months that the club is actually going to get, you have a county panel training 90 lads. It, it kind of smacks of, you know, we're not really caring about the club, club and at an and at an age group where the championship hasn't even started in the county. It's, yeah, an age group like, where they're getting rid of. Like, it's yeah, yeah, it's um, look, sure, obviously they want they're eager to get going and they want to see what they have, but I, I just, I think it's a bit, a bit too soon to be doing that sort of caper. To be honest, mm. yeah, it's an interesting one, and and look, there's one that's but they want a problem next for they be no one or twenty one for them, so they can. Play away in Dr. Morris all they want. Yeah, yeah. And look, I suppose we'll, we'll move on to that there in a minute. But that, that's very true, isn't it? That, that now there'll be no under 21 for the last the November, December time frame, And the county panels can are free to do what they want in, in that time period, aren't they? What, you implying, what are you implying, Mike? <laughs> I'm not implying anything. I'm putting a question out there and asking for your opinion on it. And everyone from under 19, they're finished a month ago. Like for every grade from whatever, 13 up to 21 or free to what they want. So bar lads involved with the senior teams and junior matches and all like so, which only a handful of clubs is like. Yeah. Yeah, it'll be it'll be an interesting one to see how they, how they go. And look, if if Brendan Cummins comes back with with a, an under 20 All Ireland, nobody will care that they were training in, in November. It. So it'll, it'll be just belly aching from us three here. I suppose. <laughs> so, yeah. Is that going to be the difference though, do you reckon? Oh, should we train in November? Give us that extra. I don't, like, it's just. If they win it, it will be. In hindsight, it will be, yeah. But yeah, yeah. Well, I don't uh, know. If it it, it uh, never I mean, is. 
Yeah, look, I think Duncroft Park have these guidelines about when teams are allowed to go back training and, and so on. But I mean, with the split season, there should be no inter-county have any, mm-hmm. any, in any way, shape or form until the 1st of, of January. And it, it's, it's, it, it really is a GA thing, isn't it? Um, mm. We get one over on, on the powers that be. We'll start training early, you know, isn't it? Yeah, it, it definitely is, yeah. yeah. Um, but um, we, were saying, we were saying before, Mike, that Dr. Morris would be a likely good venue for the um, for the Miller Shield matches. The pitch was in great, Nick, wasn't it? Oh, yeah, it was brilliant. Um, uh, the week that was in it, the weather hadn't been great. And uh, it, it was as dry as a cork. It was on in the, would say, the... The backfield in in Dr. Morris and but even walking down past the front field, they, they were they were both in superb conditions and I mm. think the, the groundsmen up there have done a serious job on on it and it's um, yeah it was a it was it was a cracking cracking uh, pitch to, to play on all three pitches were I've been in there a couple of times over the last number of weeks and and they're in serious condition. Mm. Uh, I suppose a bit lads before we move we better. Look at the big news in, in Tip GA over the last couple of days. And that, I suppose, the biggest one coming out of it is the county board meeting on Tuesday night. It was, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna say it, the relegation of 16 teams from senior to, to intermediate in what was um at at, at some points a quite heated debate. Um What's your opinion on it? So, I suppose for anyone that I, I don't think there is anyone that listens to the podcast that don't know at this point, but so Seamus Oreen, which was potentially a senior B competition, is now uh, Premier Intermediate from 2022, with the winners being able to play in the Munster Intermediate Hurling competition and All Ireland series and, and, and so on. Um, is it big news? Does it make a difference? What's your opinion on it? Well, the difference it makes is you probably have a, a team going into the provincial championships that are to the same standard as the other counties. Um, like the intermediate grade is one we've struggled in. The county champions have struggled in for a long time now. Um, I think it changes very little in terms of the teams. They're the teams that are there. and It's really just a change of a name, isn't it? I, I can understand that's been a stumbling block for a lot of clubs over the years in tip, but... I don't think it's that big of a deal. I, I I think it's only a good thing if if we're sending teams to the provincial matches that are of a better standard. But is that a good enough reason, Sean, to change? And let's face it, I I, I know I, I don't know if any of you looked at Premier View column had a had a post on it, and, and I thought he was he was fairly bitter now, and, and as <laughs> one that could be. But like he did say, and and I agree with him. There is 16 teams after being relegated, or 15 teams, I suppose, after being relegated, because on Tuesday morning, they were senior, senior status in Tipperary, and on Wednesday morning, they were intermediate status. And I think we've all said here before that no one should be promoted in the, in the boardroom. But does the same thing uh, apply that no one should be relegated in the boardroom too? Or do you think that's not a, an issue at all? Like the writing that was on the wall for this well, when it started going 16, 16, 16 teams down long, it was, and then with the Crow Park motion going through 16 senior teams and division link eventually being cut, like it's kind of, there were small steps being taken and then Shoes Night was kind of just the knife that cut that rope and just dropped it down. Um, again, like on Pen Review with lads debating it oh, yeah, and then lads coming in going, lads are at their, but every team's at the right level, which is 
what we want in this county are competing at a competitive level. Um, teams have worked up, teams have worked down. But like it has they have just been literally been relegated in the ballroom. There's yeah. no you can't say otherwise. Like. In fairness to Colm, I understand where he's coming from, but like twenty odd years ago there was clubs that had no problem getting promoted in the boardroom and that was happening as well. Um so like I mean you're there where you are where you are on merit and like lads are obsessed with the title of the team at all. We're in the, we're in the senior, we're in the senior. Who gives, who gives a lard what, what the name of the competition is if you're playing at your level? Yeah. And you've something to aspire to. Um look, obviously <laughs> Colin's not too impressed because his team are, are are in that cohort, but maybe I'd be saying something different if it was the other way around. But I I, I think there's a bigger deal to be made of it than it actually is. But I suppose one of the arguments was that we had 32 teams that were saying they were senior. But mm. have we only just like kicked the can down the road? Because now we have 32 teams that are saying they're intermediate. Like So you've only just moved the goalpost sideways, really, haven't you? You know, it's... Do you know what would please everyone, Mike? If you call a senior B altogether and then just <laughs> separate them into a senior B divisional championship and a senior A divisional championship. But, but, that, but that's what's going... Or that was... What's going to happen? I mean, that, that was going to happen anyway, mm. I suppose. Um, yeah. the, the big the big difference is that they can now represent Tip in the Intermediate. Or the only difference, I suppose, really, is that they now represent Tip in the Intermediate Championship. But is that a good enough reason um, to I suppose, relegate those teams? But they're not getting relegated. It's going to be the same teams they're playing next year. Like, it's just a name. Um uh, am if, I missing something if, here? If you're if you're a senior, and let's face yeah. it, anyone yeah. that won the intermediate championship went up senior. Yeah. They are now not senior; they're intermediate. Premier that intermediate. Is, that is relegation in my <laughs> mind. And technically, now, like we have junior C club, we have junior C team, we've dropped the grade. All our players, so all our players have technically dropped the grade. Now. Lads are junior A or now junior B. Like. The knock-on effect is of this yeah. is that. The intermediate grade is eventually going to premier junior, premier junior or whatever they're going to you call. know. But isn't it that there's going to be a call for that that um, competition to play in the Munster Junior Junior Championship? If, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and that that's going to happen in it mightn't happen in twelve months time, but certainly within twenty four months, that's yeah. that's what's going to, what's going to happen. But and, steps are being taken. Like once they split the third two and sixteen, if steps are being taken, it's going to happen. Something like it's just. Yeah. But isn't that what had to happen? How bad have we been in the provincials at all the grades, county champions? Apart We're bad the, at every level, like senior, senior. Like we won one there, but should have we threw away other ones. Like and yeah, the yeah. other club, two and more, like Boris League and Exhibition. What are teams in? You walk tip and you go in and you don't know where you're at. You're fucking what is the, over teams is carry the intermediate and junior and um, provincial and, and all Ireland series? Is that that big of a deal that we make these changes? I think it's. I think it is important. Like, I think it is. I'd think agree. Want, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think it is important. You want the county to be represented well by a good team, and yeah. it, it reflects on the standard in the county as well. Like, um, I went up to Crow Park that day, Sport Boris Lee against Ballyhale, along with many other tip men. You did just what? To support him. You yeah, did what? Sport Ballyhale. Went mean. up to Crow Park that day. Well, like, you had a green and white jersey <laughs> on you. <laughs> That's the drum jersey. Wouldn't wear that. <laughs> Um, but I went up and like it was the atmosphere is electric like if they but, won but that, that but that's you know, senior was, that's senior you know I've seen about, and, I've and, heard and, of stories intermediate teams up and I've yeah. heard of people in Kenny telling me some of the best days they've ever had or when their clubs were in Ireland finals at junior level intermediate like you know yeah. like 
that thing, that's something lives with them clubs. Like, like the Skeener Inc., if they can get into North Ireland and at their level, that would mean the world thing kind of clubs, you know, but playing at the right level. And everybody in the county would be would be paying attention to that and they'd be following mm. it like and it yeah. just raises the profile of the lower divisional games, the lower lower standard club teams and it, it's, it's, it is important, I think, as well. Was it Tullerone and Kenny when they won Dollar? And that was, that was maybe two years ago, wasn't it? it news was all over Ireland. Like, you know, it was yeah. like they deserve this and you know the speech he gave, and it was just mm. you kind of hit home, geez, you'd love to tap your club. Yeah. It doesn't no, I'm pretty very talking often, for on behalf of a small club, but that's what I think, isn't it? It doesn't happen often enough, I think. But what could uh, it's it's obviously a very emotive and divisive decision uh, within the county. But I, I made the point actually at the meeting that the folks are of Dublin who won the Senior B, they're allowed to play in, in the Leinster um, Intermediate Championship. So there, and we have the Kerry Senior Champions are allowed to play in the Intermediate Championship. So there is precedent there that senior clubs can senior clubs in a county can play in the Intermediate Championship. Right? Should the county have gone down the route of, of trying to uh, change the bylaw in Munster to allow um, the senior B, I suppose, Seamus Arene to play in Munster without having to put this label? And I understand exactly what you're saying, that, that it is only a name change. It doesn't change the fact that there's still the tier two um, competition in, in, in the county. But should, should that have been looked at rather than... I suppose disgruntling thirty-two clubs, maybe in, in in doing what happened the other night. It's easier to do it this way, Mike, than do it. <laughs> go, to, go and try to change thing on a provincial level, like it's, yeah. look, it is worth looking into, maybe. Yeah, but it's a long-winded process if you try going down that route, and it's you waste a lot of time too. Right? Well, I, I don't know, is it? It's changing a bylaw in Munster. I mean, it's not going mm. to Congress or anything like that, you know. Mm. But I, obviously, you didn't have to, to get buy-in from from the other Munster county. Monster counties on it, but mm. yeah, look, I'm, I, I'm on the fence. I have to say about it, I, I can certainly see the merit in our 17th best team uh, going ahead and representing Tip in, in the intermediate championship. But at the same time, I do feel sorry for those Seamus Arena teams that that um, got up got up Tuesday morning as a senior team and went to bed Tuesday night as an intermediate team. I think it's uh, it was it's very harshly done and. Uh, but even some of the teams that like a start of the year may have a lot of injuries, Shane Fainty, they may have been fancy for the read and didn't get a run at all this year due to whatever happened. You know, they're like, now we're fucking relegated, didn't get a chance at all this year to set it right. But you know, there's a few kind of that kind of feeling around as well. Like. Yeah, like Laura and Borges, who haven't played their relegation final yeah. yet, are <laughs> already intermediate. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, it's a look, it's a, it's, it was a, a very divisive motion and, um, I'm sure it's one that will rumble on for, for another while as well. Uh, we referenced it there earlier on that the Under-21 Championship, the 2021 version of Under-21 is going to be the last one in tip for a while um, with Under-19 the only option after um, after Bordenog. I know, Inda, you're not a fan of the Under-19 competition, but um, is getting rid of Under-21 a bad move for, for a county like tip? I think it's a terrible move. Um... I really, really like the under-21 grade. It's been a fantastic grade over the last few years. Some, some cracking matches. Um, I think it, it tailors to the lads who may not necessarily want to hurl, adult hurling with their club, and they just want to keep hurling their age group. And I think it, I think it increases the chances that they maybe they go on to hurl adult level uh, if there's 21 grade there. Um, 
I, I, there's a lot of things been changed in the GA the last few years. Obviously, they're trying to improve things, but I think that was a this is a step too far. I've I've great time for the under twenty one grade, and I'm, I'm actually raging that it's gone. To be honest, yeah, I, I know I know the county board didn't mind what age group was mm. there after under seventeen, but as long as as as, as it was only one competition, mm-hmm. um, would you have seen? Would you have been happy to keep an under twenty one on its own? But that's a very big gap from 17 to 21, in my opinion. I would have even been happy with under 20, to be honest. Um, I think it's just uh, the quality of the players when they're getting to that age is just, it's it's very close to senior hurling or adult hurling and just some great competition in it. And I've just seen too many good matches down through the years. And I just think the under 19 grade is not going to have the same the same prestige about it and there's not going to be as much effort put into it and I, I just think it could have been something could have been left alone yeah I think one of the stumbling blocks to under 20 is that it the you can only play four years at under 20 and um, whereas you have five years at 21 and it's probably easier for smaller teams to, mm-hmm. to to make to make a team at 21 but with under 20 on its own it would mean and for next year it would mean the, the boys born in 2006 would only have one grade to play so they would only be able to play under 17 and they wouldn't be able to play under 20 and I think that was a stumbling block towards okay. just having the under 20 on its own um, mm. which I do think is is wrong I think every everyone I made the point that to me the other night that every every youngster should have two grades that they, they should be able to play you know, mm-hmm. I think that's important yeah, yeah definitely but, yeah, but, um, John are you sad to see the under 21 go or does it matter or is it uh, are you sad in the stairs because it's just another county title that you can't win now? <laughs> you're going to win I know. Um, <laughs> I think it's a mistake letting it go on it just from the point of view of what I've seen the club like. Um, there's that gap. There is that kind of gap um, up to... I know now this year we kind of got a lot more younger lads involved at junior level, but it's the kind of fringe and weaker lads are keeping there. Like I think this time you're now we're going to lose, could lose all them to rugby and soccer. Like, like, once that 19, there's team, young lads there that are playing on 19 that are knocked out months ago. And then there's lads that were maybe playing junior B or junior A. Some post the Premier they only played two games and one knockout game and haven't heard since July. Like, I know, like, they're saying, oh, it's played at the end of the year and it's just thrown in. But the match is so competitive. Some of the best games I've ever seen were in 21, to be honest, you know. And they keep that training and together. And some horrors some I've seen develop have come from that kind of age bracket. You see it even at what they produce a tip when all Aaron's there are players that you may say, geez, they're not, they might not be nothing, but when they go into that level, it steps them up. Um, so it is, well, is this, the vote went to the clubs, I'm sure that's what the clubs and the kind of top have wanted. Oh, so. yeah, no, I mean, it, it, I mean, it was a democratic decision. Yeah, exactly. And, so. and everything, you know, and, and that's fine. But are we going to see a point, and Sean just highlighted there, in the, that I think we got it, we were told that the under-19 is one, uh, certainly one of the grades that we played or one of the competitions we played in July-August of next year, which means it'll probably be played midweek in some of the, the while the county championship is going on and, and then you'll have whatever the football or the hurling coming on in September and October. But probably from the end of October, some of those guys will have nothing to play. And are they just going to go down to here with Genoa FC or whatever, Blackwater or wherever it is up in, up in North Hip or Peak Villa and in... And, and and go playing soccer and rugby and whatever else because they won't have under 21 to play it, which is notoriously been at this time of year. No doubt about it, I think. Um, is is it going to be overlapping with the under 17 again? With the I would imagine so, sure. The, the, uh, um, the, the All-Ireland 17 and 
uh, under 20s are supposed to be finished around the middle of May, so around the 20s of May, and then you're hitting into leave insert, and then those championships can only start in, in July then. Yeah, that was my biggest gripe with, um, with the way it was this year. Just the overlap of those two teams having to play every week. Um, and it's awkward between the two committees, uh, the juvenile club and and the, and the adult club. Like it's, it's, it's just messy in terms of management and player crossover. And I, I just think, I don't think it worked. I don't think there was that, as much interest either as there maybe could have been if they, she's whatever about changing the grade. Why don't they leave the under 19 around the same time of the year the under 21 was? I just don't get it, to be honest. I know I get the idea of wanting to play it in better weather and stuff, and but I think they're making <laughs> they're making a, making a dog's dinner of it, to be honest. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I suppose it's a disappointing one. One, It's a great, I think, that has served Tipperary well. And certainly, uh, mm. no self-interest and everything, but certainly served us well here in, in, in that white under-21 grade. And mm. um, It's just a pity that this year will be the last year of it. Um other than that, I don't think there was anything else of note. I suppose they, they were the two major decisions that came out of of um, of the meeting on, on Tuesday night. Um, There's a change in the leagues to sixteen leagues. I I couldn't understand the dropping of. It seemed the meeting just took away games for for young lads. I uh, for for people, I suppose. But anyway, it's. Uh, mm. um, I I think it's up to the clubs in the in the county to actually take the league seriously and and and. Um, and get a format that that, that works. Um, other than that, the, the junior hurl does quarterfinals back in in junior hurling and football from next year, which I think is probably a good thing. The, the clubs wanted to see that. Um, yeah, that was that was mostly what what happened the other night. Is there anything else, lads? Ga wise that you want to bring up? No, there's enough going on, Mike, at the minute anyway. <laughs> Sean, no. Just best wishes to all we every weekend. I hope everyone gets Especially. through it safely and sound. Lockmore, come on, Lockmore! Woo! I hope you're still alive, Sean, on Monday morning after after the Sarsfield Centre. Oh, yes. I'm definitely muting the WhatsApp group. Oh my god! The losing session is always better, better and harder than the winning session, Sean. Don't forget that. Yeah, you know, yeah. Tim gave us many of them. I tell you. <laughs> you you get on you get on quite well with a lot more lads. So wherever you go on the beer on on Monday, it'll be fairly cordial. You want to? I'd will yeah, to be fair. <laughs> Job is there. They'll they'll somewhere Monday as well. To be fair. Very good. So that's all we have time for this week, folks. And um, thanks for listening. Next week we will do a review of the of the um the county Ireland finals, and we might have Anthony on to have a look towards the the football finals uh, the following weekend, uh, where the mighty Capoy. Gales will go up against uh, Upper Church in the under-19 final, the most important game of the weekend. The wind that scene, scene, scene of fair. But uh, <laughs> until next week, um, we talk to you again and to Bordarnabu.
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.